0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to another episode of Left Podcast. Derek Kramer. Frank R. Curry. And one of us hurt his foot between Monday and now. Whoops. It was me. I was going to say me. you could have you could have got away with that for a minute and we could have left the people guessing but no you just went no, right it at it. it. You me. just took that L. I mean, just like how you took that fridge to the foot.
1: Yeah. You know how you know how there's that old saying uh I took an arrow to the knee. Well, you know how there's that saying of don't
0: let a fridge land on your foot. Don't let an arrow hit your knee too like I <laughs> fridge hit my foot. <laughs> don't let a fridge hit your foot. Yeah. That's I, probably I took, what I'm I took a and I, instead of I took an arrow to the knee, I took a fridge to the foot. Yeah, you know what's also not uh, ideal? Taking a fridge to the foot. Yeah. No, it's not. Yes, yeah, so we're starting with this. Yeah, I'm, I know. I don't care. It's
1: fine. We can talk about it. Because nothing bad really happens.
0: Nothing bad happened. You had to miss a hockey game.
1: Yeah. That's bad. That, that is bad. But at least my foot's not broken. But then you could have got workers' comp. But... Yeah, but I mean, what can you do? It was either break your foot, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna purposely do that. No, you want me to miss? Because then I'd be missing more hockey games. Yes,
0: exactly. But at the same time, while in Rome, yeah, way to way to go, fifty percent on that slacker. I blame the fridge. If the fr- if a fridge is gonna, fall I blame your- the fridge for not doing not doing the job right. <laughs> you blame the fridge for not finishing the job. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I did everything I had to. My foot was on the
0: way. (laughs) Jeez. the fridge doesn't know how to finish. The fridge does not know how to finish, and neither do you. Go all the way next time, slacker. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, that is me making fun of Frank right away to start this podcast, and I don't care because Frank doesn't often give me the material that I need for this. That's true. It usually goes the other way. Yeah. Especially when it comes to bodily harm. <laughs> Caused by oneself. Yeah. That's usually me. And anyone that knows me that that, are, that is now listening to this goes ahead and says, "Yup, It true. It is very true. All right. At, at least Frank, though, his foot is more alive than the Sabres playoff hopes. Oof. The big old oof right there. Yeah, for your foot or for the playoff hopes. Both. <laughs> <laughs> Can I kick it?
1: Please don't. <laughs> it still hurts. <laughs> it's not broken,
0: but it still hurts. It has a it has a freshly dropped fridge on it. Yeah, from Tuesday. Well, it doesn't have the freshly dropped fridge currently on it. No, it was, well, that would it was that would be even dropped. worse. Then it would be broken. Could you imagine? Just walking in here with a fridge on your foot? No. I don't want to.
1: The amount of strength to be able to move the fridge.
0: That would be impressive. Very impressive. you'd be making tons of money that way. (laughs) Look at this jackass carrying a fridge on his foot. I really got to get off of this. Unlike the fridge that was on your foot. I'm sorry, there's not much to go on because the Sabres are freaking depressing.
1: Yeah, that Philly game was, uh...
0: Not great, Bob. Not great. The Toronto game, at least you, sh- you saw some fun. If not chaotic hockey. Yeah. Which just looks like is the Leafs' brand. And the Sabres were like, okay, we can do fun and chaotic. And then come entirely apart in two minutes. That's what happened in that game. They played well. And they just came apart in two minutes of the second period. Yeah. Hutton gets pulled. He's screaming at everyone. Next thing you know, then you give up the eventual game winner on a breakaway to Tyler Ennis. Let's have a former Sabre score on you. Sure, why not? That adds to to the party. And then they're trying to tie the damn thing in the third period, and then... Just I mean, the it looks promising.
1: It'll promise promising right away. I could score nine seconds in
0: to make it a one-goal game. And then the slightest pass on the power play banks off the ref's foot. That messes banks, Darlene ref. up to no end. And it's just like, well, what are you going to be able to do about that? You can't do anything because no. the ref's got to be on the ice. And, you know, the pass just happens to hit his skate, and it just causes Darlene to... Wipe out, and then Kasperi Kapanen, who you're not catching anyway. Darlene almost gets up and catches him anyway, which is the impressive part. Yeah. But, unfortunately, the damage was done. And then the Philadelphia game. The fact that they got to 2-1 at the end of the first period was a was a modern-day miracle. Because yeah. that was not good. No. Hemorrhaging shots like no tomorrow, and... They gave up 19. 19! In a period! That's tank level! I'm on a shot volume. You know how I said how it's hard to defend Phil Housley? Yeah. He provided the latest example on that, on that Tuesday night against Philadelphia. We need to put Philadelphia away once and for all and finally get ourselves back in the playoff push. So you know what we're going to do? We're going to trot out... The fourth line to start the game. That sounds like a great idea. They take a penalty 24 seconds in. (laughs) Why? Because they looked overmatched. Why? Because you started the fourth line. That was some Dan Bilesma stuff we saw from Phil Housley there. It just seems like it's
1: – he's doing whatever. Like
0: – I feel like he's panicking.
1: Yeah. That's That was where I was kind of going at. He's panicking.
0: I can't defend this guy anymore. Bad decisions and bad decisions and bad decisions and bad lineup choices. It just – I'm not saying fire the guy, but I cannot go ahead and say don't fire the guy at this point. I've gotten to that point. They have broken me. They haven't won consecutive games since... December. The last calendar year. Yeah. If you want to make it sound worse. Back in 2018. You can't talk about the playoffs anymore. You can't. They they cannot put anything together. They cannot put together two good performances back to back. It seems. You go ahead and. Or if they do, they get massively unlucky. Yeah. In the second one, so then the second one's not a win. Like you beat the Capitals, no problem. You looked great doing it. Yep. And then, well, things just you you still fell. Unraveled yourself against Toronto. You still fell apart in that game. Like, unlucky as they were in the third, you still fell apart in the second. Yeah. And again, thank you to the Sabers' power play, which is suddenly clicking, that you were able to come out of the second period of Toronto 4-2, to for example. Great. We figured it out, Frank. The power play is clicking. And the rest of the team can't do anything. Banish the power play. Sacrifice it. We
1: must. So whenever the Sabres go on the power play, just hold it in their own end the whole two minutes.
0: No, just put Vlad Saboca in there. That'll kill it. (laughs) Well, he kind of can if he's injured right now. Uh, That is true. He's currently not not not, skating any lines in practice. He did not play since halfway through the Philadelphia game, I think. And, well... I think it was at least the third period. Saboka did not even come out to the bench. So So there it is, Sabres fans, you get your wish. Vlad Saboka is Yeah, he only played seven forty in the Philly game. And that's that's light for his standards this year. Yeah. And that means he definitely was injured. Mm-hmm. So there you go, fans. You got what you wished for here. So now what? It really doesn't I, th- there's still no depth. There's your thing. There's still no depth. Is, even even if Saboka actually did a thing. So
1: Joe put out an article uh talking about how we're still paying for the sins of Tim Murray. I wouldn't disagree with that. I'm not disagreeing at all. I think he's I think he's very accurate on it. And this is still the result of paying those paying those sins that Murray yeah. committed. Look,
0: the biggest the depth
1: sin, on this team. He ruined
0: the depth of the of the Sabers. Let's not worry about one thing now, in particular there, but because that's what, what Joe did. Joe highlighted the trading of right. assets. The bigger problem with Tim Murray always was his drafting. Yes there are two players that have played more than 15 games from Tim Murray's draft classes. Outside and they're the them. obvious. Yeah. That's it? Yeah. The obvious players have done that. Yep. Only two other players from Tim Murray draft classes have even played NHL games in Alex Nylander and the now-traded Brendan Gooley. Yeah. Who took a massive step back in his development this year. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you have what? Victor Olofsson, Will Olfson Borgen. Olofsson was not Regeer. Oh, wow. oh
1: wait, was he twenty thirteen or twenty fourteen?
0: Might have been twenty thirteen. I'm gonna double check that real quick. If Olsen's were a gear pick, then that just even goes and shines more in Marie's face. What do we have? Will Borgen, Rasmus Asplund. I'm not, I'm drawn.
1: Uh, no, he was twenty fourteen. Okay, so so you got Olafson. You have Olafson. You have Borgen. You have Asplunds, um, you have Nylander, and even, he's only played a handful of games. And do you have Nylander,
0: though? Do you really at this point? Eh. Eh. That's all. Just eh. And those are the best guys you've got in the pipeline from Tim Murray?
1: That's it. Who Who
0: are signed. That's it. But that's it. And at this point, from Murray's draft classes, if you haven't signed those players, you're probably not signing those players. Yeah. Let's be real. He did sign CJ Smith though. Okay, so that's five. It's still just like that's. I've named five people that are at least halfway promising. Yeah. And when that's the case with prospects, about fifty percent of halfway promising make the roster. Yeah. On a normal basis. Tim Murray's drafting still was the worst thing ever. And his lack of perception of value was probably, yeah, the biggest problem of them all. In 2015, the first round was loaded. He goes and unloads all of those picks. Yep. To accelerate the rebuild. Even he could have hit on something there. Yeah. Okay, maybe not. Joe did mention that in his article. Okay, but now that I think about it, though, maybe not. Because his drafting was still his biggest problem. We do know
1: that... The Leonard pick, he was gonna select he would have selected a goalie. So it would have been Samsonov. So very likely he w- that that's a hit. Yeah. Cause he's a, he's one of the best goalie prospects in the world right now. Well, luckily we got one now, so Yeah. We have one now in UPL, so yeah. and lo and behold, Batro found him in round two. Look at that. The not first round, Tim Yeah. Murray. The not second overall pick. Boucher has already shown that he's a better drafter than Murray.
0: Just low bar. I know, but he's he shattered it. A draft simulator on NHL 19 could probably be a better <laughs> drafter than Tim Murray at this point. Batra's already shown it by UPL, Mitaj Bakar,
1: who both are signed. You, there's a lot of promise with guys like Jacob Bryson, Marcus Davidson, Ascari Laxinen, Linus Weisbeck. Uh, Matias Samuelson. That's like seven guys I just
0: named. That's great. And again, like I said, low bar. Yeah. Because the second round of, what was it, Eric Cornell, Václav, Karabachek, and... Ugh. Don't get me started. I can't even remember Somebody. the other one because there were three second rounders. Yeah. And then he drafts Brendan Lemieux who didn't want to play in Buffalo. Brendan Lemieux was the other one. All right. That just Granted, the Lemieux pick, you don't know he what he didn't the hell know you're...
1: that he didn't want to play here, so it's okay. So you trade so you trade him. That at least I'll give him it makes sense. You have it, you have a, an asset that does not want to be here. Get rid of him. So you packaged him to get Kane. And Bogosian. That's fine. I can live. I can live with that part. Yeah.
0: But you had three picks in the second round, and you didn't hit on one of them. Look, second round picks aren't even what you'd call a given in the NHL. But you want to hit on one of them. If you have seven, pick you.
1: You have seven picks for each draft. More often than not, you hit on the first
0: round pick, which Murray hasn't even guaranteed himself outside Besides of number the two. two. He never he outside of number 2 overall yeah
1: but after that between rounds 2 through 7 if you can hit on at least 2 two or 3 you're that's fine if you hit on two of them between rounds 2 and 7 and you get guys who can play in the NHL you probably still have a job yeah you still have a job
0: Yeah, it's, but, it's tough. It yeah. really is. But the biggest thing about all of this is, well...
1: But that's also what you get for trying to accelerate rebuilds and everything by trying to push it all forward to try to get it going right
0: away, right away. And then it doesn't happen. Yeah, because what do you do? You destroy the depth of your team. Which has now been a huge problem for several years.
1: Yeah. And now in comes Jason Botro, and he sees that the team has no depth. So he's going to take the, mot- the, the mold he learned from Pittsburgh. Build your depth through the draft. And he's shown it. The Sabres are going to have depth problems. It's good, and it's probably not going to end until it's not going to be fully there until the guys that Botro just drafted the last couple of years start to get here. It's going to continue to be a problem.
0: Oh, you, and the only way to the only way that's or... exactly
1: it. You got that's the way you combat it in the in the meantime. And you have to get you have to do what you can. That's all what that's all what he he can do. Find the value in free agency. If you're going to make trades, make sure they're for the right players. The O'Reilly trade, I mean it hurt. It hurt. But say what you want. You were we were expecting more out of Saboka. He you were was expecting something out of Berglund. Yeah, we weren't expecting this. I don't think he was as well. And then you get and then the young player in Tage Thompson and now the first round pick that is now traded. But. You weren't you, you look at that O'Reilly trade and on paper you think the Sabres got an entire line
0: for O'Reilly. Yeah, except nothing came of it. Yeah. Thomas
1: Tate Thompson at least still has promise. So what you think of Brandon Montour? In
0: his first game. I think game? He's,
1: I think the brief the brief moments I was able to see him cuz I wasn't able to watch the game fully cuz I was at work and then in turn also dealing with my foot. Um he looks good. He looks very good. Give him time give him a little bit of time to get used to with the players cuz in practice today he's also on a, he's also paired with Matt Honwick. Cuz you got Risto McCabe and Bogosian. mm Mhm give him to- give him a couple more games and i think we'll start to see the real brandon montour. He's still getting getting used to being here. But for the one game that he's played so far, he he looks like what he's advertised as. He's got the makings of it.
0: Yeah, no, i liked uh, i liked a lot of what i saw from montour in that philadelphia game. It was just unfortunate that his two mistakes ended up in Buffalo's net. Yeah. The first one being letting JVR behind him and Van Reemstick tips puck past Carter Hutton. And then, in the third period, right at the start, he whiffs on a one-timer on four-on-four action. And with Montour and Ristolainen in deep, it's a three-on-one against Sam Reinhardt. Jack Eichel comes back and gets one of the trailers, but he can't get Sanheim, the other trailer, Yeah, in the play. And there is your dagger. Yeah. It's just unfortunate that his two That's mistakes just ended up in the back of the net. Yeah. He made a great play that he didn't get you know any point credit for for the middle second goal. The middle set goal, yep. Great breakout. Yep. And then Sherry gets it up to Erod. Erod with a great pass to Middlestat, and there it is. Yep. And I think for the most part, Montour's game was steady as it goes. Yes. It just was unfortunate that his two mistakes – were capitalized on. And that's a lot of Buffalo's season lately. Yeah. They're not capitalizing on every mistake that's going you know, going that for them. Yeah, that other teams are causing. That, that are going for them, but now every mistake that Buffalo seems to be making lately is going in the back of their net. Yes. And that, unfortunately, is the sign of a not-playoff team. That's a sign of an inconsistent team. That's, that's a sign of
1: a team that there's still work to be done. And yes, that's not that's a sign of a
0: team that's not going to make the playoffs. When you can't win consecutive games, I don't think you can go ahead and worry about the score. So anymore.
1: quick update uh, from Sabers practice. Mm-hmm. Carter Hutton tweaked something in his lower body. That's why he left practice early. So we'll wait to see if oh. Scott Wedgwood gets called up.
0: There's your reason that Adam Wilcox signed a contract. Yep. <laughs> Sure. Um, no, that literally is. Yeah. No. Is. It, like, no. I know. I think injury, Johansson.
1: That's... No, Johansson's not being out for
0: the year. Yeah. Still. It's like, why Wilcox was signed. Yeah. You still want four goalies on your contract for your roster? Yeah, exactly. In case of things like this, and Johansson too, but well, yeah, Johansson was one of the contracts, wasn't he? Yeah. So there it is. You still want? But, four I mean, goalies but Wilcox also signed was signed like on Monday. This obviously happened today. Yeah. But I'm just yeah, saying, but yeah, That's, yeah, why, no, that's why that happens.
1: So Hutton tweaks on lower body. We'll we'll see if Wedgwood gets called up. Um,
0: I'd imagine Olmark just starts now, though tomorrow, regardless. Oh
1: yeah, oh yeah. Sabokin, so are day to day.
0: One of them will be week to week next week, probably, bet. probably. Bet, 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 big bet. That's a that's 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 almost a promise at this point. And it's strange with Scandella, who was ruled as week-to-week, but then only was injured for 12 days. And then he played. And then he played. Seems like they rushed him back.
1: Yeah. Or maybe he thought he, he was good to go. Yeah. And then found out he wasn't. Or maybe this is a different injury. Mm-hmm. Because he's, he's, so, he's had an injury trial was earlier this year, too. He was yeah. out
0: for a little while. He was. So there it is. No Saboka, no Scandella. A lot of fans are probably jumping at that news. Yeah. First off, don't cheer for injury. Not cool. Not cool. Second, what does this change with no Saboka and no Scandella? Not much. Not much. Maybe you get a little more creativity out of your third line offensively now, but that's it. Yeah. That's it. Everything else is the same.
1: Considering the, that line in practice was uh, middle stat with Thompson and Wilson. Middle and Thompson,
0: I, I'm interested in. Yes. And then Rodriguez is on the second line with. Oposo and Sherry. Oposo, okay.
1: Yeah. Fourth line is uh, Gergensen, Larson and Palmville.
0: Okay. Phil's going to start the fourth line on Friday, isn't he? Probably. You know, as as much as I'm criticizing Phil Housley right now, he's not as dumb as the Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> Can I actually do
1: a quick another quick Sabres thing, real quick? Yes. I talked about Middlestad with Thompson being interesting. Yes. I really want to see Housley keep Middlestad and Reinhardt together.
0: That's not going to happen because within ten minutes of a game, he puts Reinhardt back on the first line. Yeah, I know, but I—that's—I'm telling you, it's just not, it's not gonna happen. It's not going to happen. So.
1: So I have this. So I, have, I have this stat right here. It was from uh, NT at NT Ryder eight two five on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Skinner Eichel Palmerville gets sixty percent of goals at even strength. Skinner Eichel Reinhardt gets sixty percent of goals at even strength. Reinhardt Middlestat gets seventy percent of goals at even strength. Middlestat without Reinhardt gets forty four percent goals at even strength. Middlesey and Reinhardt are good together. Yeah. And guess and who should. doesn't figure that out? Yeah. The head
0: coach. And then we I think and then we get mad when they don't score outside of the first line. Yeah. That
1: noticing that is my biggest beef with Housley right now. It makes that part is the hardest part I can I cannot defend him on. Yeah. You talked to you know, you talk about rolling out the fourth line to start the game against Philly. A lot of coaches, I I don't care because a lot of coaches do that. That's
0: not not like it's... But they weren't ready. That fourth line was a dud right away. And you know who's not a dud right away? Probably your first line. Your best line. My biggest beef with Halsey is
1: the fact that he does not... He's too trigger happy with changing the lines. That is my biggest beef. I wish he would just leave it together, let the players figure it out. And just just because you get into a little bit of trouble in the game doesn't mean you have to reshuffle everything.
0: Yeah. They're down to nothing and he's already like, all right, gotta reset this. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't have to do that. But he does. Now I don't mind
1: if he does it. But then goes back to it. Get, like if if Skinner-Eichel-Palmenville is the first line going into the next game, which likely it's not going to because it's Skinner-Eichel-Reinhardt. But let's say it was Skinner-Eichel-Palmenville. Or
0: we can just use the example of Philly,
1: Skinner-Eichel-Rodriguez. Sure. but let, I, I like, Let's just use Skinner-Eichel-Palmenville because we've seen that line before. And then halfway through the game, he puts Reinhardt back up there because they're down like one nothing. they need a goal. That's fine. I don't care. I don't care if they do that. But then go back to Skinner Michael Palmeville after in the next practice. Don't just keep Scanner Michael Reinhardt together. I think my, my biggest problem with Housley has always been he's not giving the players enough time to develop chemistry. Because he's too trigger happy in shuffling the lines and trying to find something that works. Let the players get it to work. Let them get chemistry together. Because that's how you make it work. You found Reinhardt Middlestad. Keep that. You found you, you got your duos. You got you got duos you, that you can work with. Skinner Eichel. There you go. It shows that no matter who's on who's on that line, 60% of their goals are at even strength. Because Skinner Eichel. Reinhardt Middlestad. Keep that together. There you go. There's another. There's another duo. Rodriguez Thompson. I'm fine with that as a duo. That's fine. That's pretty good. What about your... Spoka? Ah, and you have Gergeson's Larson right now. We'll see if that cha- we'll see if that changes after the year. What about but... Spoka?
0: I'm asking the Phil Housley question for you. Put I have him to. on the fourth line. But what about Spoka? Put him on the fourth line. you know that's not the answer. I know it's the incorrect answer. To him. You're in the press box now for that. All right, cool.
1: <laughs> but I'm just saying, find your duos. He's found them, but he won't he hasn't let fu- it build. He
0: doesn't. Ha- he hasn't found them then, has he?
1: Because he's not letting, because he doesn't. Because rip- he
0: doesn't keep those duos together. Because he, he hasn't found le- them. Because he doesn't let it build. Again, that means he ha- he hasn't found them. Yeah. He hasn't found them.
1: That's my biggest beef. He's not letting the players develop the chemistry. Yeah, I, I'm not saying that for a that's guy a- who
0: keeps his deep pairings pretty lock in step. Yeah, I'm not
1: saying that that's something you fire him over. But it doesn't help. If I'm Bottrell, I'm having a long conversation with him about it in the when the season's over or yeah, as soon as possible. It doesn't, it doesn't help. I wonder if Botrell see, is seeing that too and thinking, you got to let the players develop the chemistry themselves. You got to give them more time. Find your duel find duels. And then you can insert a third, a third there into your forwards. You found it with Skinner, Echo because you can have Reinhardt middle set together. Who can you plug there? Sherry. Cool. There you go. Thompson Rodriguez. Hey, that's not bad. Got a guy who can really shoot the puck. Rodriguez is a good speedy player who's shown that he's better at center. Give him a nice big give him a nice big winger, winger with the big shot. Vlad Zaboka. Hey, AK. <laughs> <laughs> now find a left winger to go there. <laughs> Vlad Zaboka. Okay.
0: Hey
1: my wife. I know you do. <laughs>
0: and the fourth line, I mean,
1: Vlad Zaboka. There you go.
0: Wrong answer. We nope. already put Phil Housley already put him on the second line somehow. <laughs> Wrong answer. No, I'm just saying, I wonder Could if. Could you just imagine how, like, one of these meetings goes and it's just like Phil Housley's pounding the table. I want Vlad Smoke on the second line. Next thing you know, like, everyone's just trying to calm down Phil Housley. Like, Chris Height's in there like, dude. Vlad ain't able to get anything done. No, I want him on the line. I want him in my top six Vlad Saboka. <laughs> next, you know, kick- next thing you know something is something somebody just goes ahead with the Frank R. direction put him on the fourth line Bam! <laughs> Slap you in the face Get out of here Don't ever put Flat Smoke on the fourth line. How dare you. We'll put Danny O'Regan there when he's not in the press box enjoying popcorn. (laughs) Or CJ Smith. Or Lawrence Pilot, even (laughs) though he's not a forward. Yeah. What about Victor Olson? Can he come up and enjoy some popcorn?
1: Yeah. All right, so.
0: Alex Nylander looks great with popcorn.
1: We'll put. We'll make that as a line together. Saboka, Neilander, and popcorn.
0: No, Savoka doesn't get any popcorn. Saboka's <laughs> in the top. In the top nine, a guarantee. I wonder if there was ever any conversations about him going with Eichel and Skinner. <clears throat> At this point, I don't know anymore. What is life? No, you're. Here's here's your fifth line. Your fifth line is C.J. Smith, Daniel Regan, and popcorn. <laughs>
1: And then sometimes they rotate out Tage Thompson.
0: Rotating in Tage Thompson or Lawrence Pilot when he's here. And sometimes the popcorn's rotated out with hot dogs. Or those soft pretzels that are in the frost box in Key Bank Center. Those are pretty good. Yeah, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. How would you know?
1: Because pretzels are really good. Pretzels in general are just really
0: good. (laughs) Like, I don't know what you're talking. About. All I know is that if you ever say that to say that stuff to Phil Housley, he's just gonna drop kick like, you. All right, well, right. go in there. He's then he's gonna drop kick you right in the chest. <laughs> Vlad Sabok on the fourth line. Get so out of here. What was the stuff
1: with the Cardinals?
0: Oh yeah. So um, at least Phil Housley and Jason Botchel still have a job right now because they're not trading their second-year quarterback. Are they
1: really going to take Halloween first? They're
0: really going to go ahead and move on from Josh Rosen, it looks like. I'm seeing multiple reports. Uh. The latest now coming from Matt Leinart, who's still connected with that organization. And in the most millennial thing possible, Josh Rosen has deleted all Cardinals-related Instagram posts. Actually,
1: he did tweet that his Instagram was hacked.
0: Nope, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and say that that's not the case. You don't think so? No, I think this is. I think this is the response Josh Rosen needs to give. Yeah. If there's if this kind like they have still not put this stuff in, they haven't nipped it in the bud yet. Steve Keim tells reporters yesterday that Rosen is still the quarterback in Arizona for sure for now. What? You're the general manager. Put the rumors to bed. hmm And he hasn't. And you know what? If I'm Rosen, I'm His doing twi- that.
1: Josh Rosen's Twitter still has Cardinals on it.
0: I don't care. I, I would be taking all ta- of it
1: off. Because he tweeted. Well, here's the thing. He tweeted on the 24th, so Saturday, yep. that said, heads up, my Instagram is hacked. And then, or then like just after midnight, so technically the 25th,
0: mm-hmm. said, got it back, my bad. My bad, guys. Well, this happened today. Okay. And you know what? That's the response that I want to see. If I'm Josh Rosen. Or if I'm a Josh Rosen fan. And I am. Yeah. I want to see that he is responding to this. Because they're not putting this to bed yet. And it's ridiculous. Yeah. If If they draft another quarterback in the first round after taking a quarterback... In the first round? Mm-hmm. The unprecedented amount of dumb that it makes you look... You better be right about Kyler Murray at that point. Yeah. If that's the case.
1: Yeah, because now you're basically saying, yeah, he's better than Rose, so we're going to go with him. and we're going to trade her. You Ro- better be right. Yeah.
0: Or everybody gets fired. And the Cardinals don't see the sun again for... Like, 10 years after that. Mm-hmm. The question would be, where would you trade Rosen? Whoever needs a quarterback. Well, thanks, Frank. Jacksonville. Ugh. Miami. Ugh. Please, no. Yeah, let's not. We've already got enough going on there. Pittsburgh?
1: I can actually see that. They are they eventually need a guy after Ben retires. Rosen for
0: Antonio Brown. Oh my god, you found it. I found it. I did it. You you did it. I did it. I cracked the code. Yep. Rosen for Antonio Brown confirmed. Yep. <laughs> no, like this is ridiculous, and I think I, I like if if Arizona really goes through with this, I hope it all blows up in their face.
1: It probably will.
0: I'm cheering for it to happen, blowing up in their face, not for them to actually be this stupid. Yeah, it probably will. And it's something like Kyler Murray.
1: He's just the unfortunate one that that's going to be put in that situation, in the
0: ineptitude that is the Arizona Cardinals. Which is funny, because I thought Steve Kime was actually doing a pretty good job, and now it's just everything has blown up in their face. Oh, well. Thank you, by the way, Bills, for having Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott, because I now see that there are some general managers that are certifiably insane, like Kime or Dave Gettleman. Dave Gettleman seriously still lives in the 1980s. Do you want some? Uh oh. Big news. Yeah.
1: Out of Dallas. What? Cowboys. Uh oh. Someone's coming back.
0: No. He's coming back. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. There's enough disa- There's too many disaster names that can go to the Cowboys. That's really going. Like I really now have to ask, who are we talking about? I have a worst. I have a rankings list of worst to first of like things that would really make me hate the Cowboys. And yet, at the same time, I don't doubt them for trying to sign Greg this, Hardy or Johnny Manziel. No, or, no, 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 no one like that. See, no one like that.
1: But who just retired? Like not this year, but last year. They're hiring Tony Romo. No.
0: You're close, though. I'm not going to remember this. Go. Witten.
1: Jason Witten's coming back. As a tight end? Yes. Well, that's not bad, because
0: he actually can do that.
1: That's the news. Jason Witten. Here's from the Cowboys' Twitter. Jason Witten has decided to end his retirement and return to the Dallas Cowboys for what will be his 16th season.
0: Several winners here. Several Mm -hmm. winners here. Mm -hmm. One, Jason Witten. Yes. Because he goes back to doing what he does best. Yes. And he's a very, like even at his age, he still would probably be able to get things done for one more season. Other winners? Everybody who watched a Monday Night Football broadcast last year. Mm Mm-hmm. Congrats. We all win. Yep. Everyone wins now. Mm Good, 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 good. And that means now just don't replace Jason Witten with a color commentator that could somehow be worse than Jason Witten they probably will that's not possible it's a low bar Frank I know you can't do it you can't convince me that they can actually get worse than last year you can't cannot watch they do then then it's just awe-inspiring yeah then it's just impressive yeah But for now everyone wins. Everyone wins. Mm-hmm. Fra- yeah. Everyone wins for now. Everyone wins. Yeah. So good. Good. That's good. But you see, it's the Cowboys, so I really had to worry if they signed someone like stupid. Right. No, it's it's Jason Wynn. No good for him. Going back to his passions.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, Frank. So we talked about.
1: We could continue to talk about where potentially Josh Rosa could go,
0: Meh. Assuming,
1: we, uh, assuming you know that. I think I've made fun of the Cardinals enough. Now Nick Foles is a free agent.
0: Yes. Where does he go? Jacksonville. I could see that. That one. That'd easy. be my first. That'd be my first guess. Well, Washington can't afford him. Miami's tanking. The Giants have Eli. Yeah. Denver just traded for Flacco. Yep. Baltimore is going to sign a backup. They're not going to sign Nick Foles. Yeah, they're not going to sign Nick Foles. They have, they have Lamar. Lamar. Since he hasn't moved on from Dalton. What does Carolina do?
1: Because Cam, Cam
0: is out. Cam might be out for the year. Yeah. If they want to try to hold things steady, they can try to take a run at Foles. Yeah, that's interesting what the Panthers might do. Panthers kind of... Uh, they're in a pinch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well.
1: And it seems, and we, well, Winston's coming back to Tampa. Yep. Garoppolo's going to be back for San Fran. Yep. Yeah. Like, it's really Carolina, Arizona. Okay. Arizona's going to sign Nick Foles and Jeff Kyler Murray and trade Josh Rosen. They could.
0: They could. They could. They could. They could. They could. Thank you. They won't. No. They won't do two of the things. They'll just do the one. Yeah. No, they'll do two of the things. Oh, right. They won't do three of the things. Yeah, they'll do two. They'll do two of them. Yep. What about Oakland? What about Oakland? Are they going to keep Carr? Probably. No, but it's Gruden, though. Like I said, what about Oakland? (laughs)
1: They are going to remain in Oakland for another year. Congrats, you managed Good to not them. be awkward.
0: Yeah, you f- you found a home for one year. I love the provision of oh, and we could play in Oakland the next year in case the stadium's not done. You started building that thing last year; it better be done. Yeah.
1: <laughs> now there are reports too, out a sense that they're looking to trade John Ross.
0: Actually, Sal ended up asking the uh, Bengals GM about that yesterday at the Combine. Mm -hmm. And he basically said there is no truth to it. Hmm. But I love what Sal told everyone yesterday was the Bengals GM made a joke about, you know, you can ask me all the softball questions, save the hard ones for our coach. First off, way to look competent, Bengals GM. Yeah. Way to look real competent there. And then Sal hits him with, what about this John Ross thing? (laughs) <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Love it.
1: Love it, Sal.
0: So, yeah, way, way to look real competent there, buddy. <laughs> so good to see the Bengals are still a disaster. Yep. Honestly, depending on cost, I would like to see the Bills kick the tires on that. Yeah. Speed guy. Mm-hmm. Problem is he can't stay healthy, and one of the biggest abilities you need is availability. Yeah. And that's something the Bills if take that, seriously. If that could
1: be a low-risk, high-reward kind of move, I could see yeah, the Bills go for it. Yeah, if that means parting
0: with a fourth-round pick, I'll do it.
1: Yeah, that's what I mean. Low-risk. But risk. other than that, I ain't low Low-risk, really high-reward.
0: At that point, though, like I might as well use my fourth-round pick on a speed receiver. Yeah. Otherwise.
1: So, I mean, who knows? I did see Bean was talking today, like— he doesn't look at the receiver at the needing a receiver. as like I need a number one receiver. He says I I need a guy who can work with Josh Allen. You mm-hmm. smart wonder, about this? Yeah, he's being very smart about it. So I wonder how that impacts who they go for. Whether whether it's free agency or the draft. Free agency, by the way, is starting soon, isn't it?
0: Uh, yes, new league year gets started actually this month and then free agency will be shortly after.
1: What day does, what's the first, when's the first I day free agency? I don't remember
0: off the top of my head. It's got to be like, what, second
1: week in March? Is it always usually like March 10th or something?
0: Perhaps. I'm trying okay. to find it. Come on, phone. Work faster. I need a new phone. (laughs) But unfortunately, you need money for a phone, and I don't have that. Yeah, March 13th. March 13th, okay. There it is. March 13th. Yeah, so a couple weeks. Yep. Second week of March. All right. Well, I think we've had enough today. mm Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to Left Podcast. Derek Kramer. Frank R. Curie. And if you ever have questions, you can stop by the tweet machine. He's at Frank R. Curie. How do you spell it, Frank?
1: A-R-C-U-R-Y.
0: And I'm at Derek Kramer 49 So, hey, thanks as always for listening. We'll be back next week. And, well, let's see what happens here with the Sabres. I mean, I guess now we should just enjoy hockey for what it is. Hockey at
1: least the team
0: is watchable. Yes, frustrating but watchable.